Remember the We Rule the North, the We Run the North, Kings of the North t-shirts, all those? We currently have absolutely no idea who rules, runs, or is king of the North. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up daily shots year-round of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. The Steelers are back to practice today for the first time in five days. The NFL-mandated bye period of four was extended by an extra one, courtesy of Mike Tomlin, as something of a reward to his players for the effort that they've given hasn't always been there in terms of execution and certainly not in terms of style but I don't think anybody would question the team's effort on either side of the ball or any facet but today they get back to work in preparation for the big game to date Sunday afternoon in Cleveland. And however big anyone thought it might be when seeing it on the schedule back when that was announced, look at it now. Because here are the Steelers at 3-3, the Browns are at 4-3, and and then there's the other two teams. The Ravens had been 5-1, and and the Bengals had been 4-2 and two before the Bengals just obliterated the Ravens 41-17 to in Baltimore yesterday. Did you watch any of that? That wasn't really all that interesting. I mean, Cincinnati looked legit. I mean, this is going to start challenging some long, long-held conventional wisdom about both of the Ohio teams in the AFC North, both of which have been doormats for the better part of decades now. But I don't look at the Bengals with Joe Burrow flinging the ball around the way he did. 23 of 38 for 416 yards and three touchdowns with one pick. Jamar Chase breaking tackles. Kid is unbelievable. Have you seen him yet? Eight catches for 201 yards and a touchdown, and that touchdown was the breaking tackles, one that I'm referring to, 82 yards. He was double teamed, and by that I mean after he caught the ball, there were two Ravens waiting there to take him down. Surrounded him, perfect positioning. He spun, twisted through them, and see ya. And that's to say nothing of Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, other playmakers that they've got. Joe Mixon, one of the most underappreciated running backs in the NFL. Maybe the most underappreciated. They've got a lot of players. And they seem to have figured things out on the offensive line. And their defense, you know, we all know around here about them taking Mike Hilton, but they've, they've done other things to solidify on that side of the ball as well. 
there's going to be a lot of people immediately declaring them the best team in the AFC North just because they're coming off of the win like that. Um, I wouldn't go that far. But I was saying when it wasn't popular, when it wasn't obvious, that the Ravens 5-1 and one record was the result of some serious grit and not necessarily something sustainable. Because as of yesterday, they had 14 guys on IR. That is not a winning recipe, especially when a lot of them are at the same position, as is the case with the Ravens in their secondary. Now, can Baltimore get it together and stay in the hunt? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all this did was make them 5-2. and two. And they still have all that Baltimore moxie and everything going for them. But realistically, you're now looking at a division where two teams are 5 and 2 another is 4 and 3 and the Steelers are last at 3 and 3 and I don't think anyone would be surprised to see the Steelers overtake the others you know things don't have to go all that super right for the Steelers to turn it on and go on some kind of run and remember that out of their remaining 11 games Five are inside the AFC North beginning this week. The first team you have to leapfrog is the one that's immediately above you, of course. The Browns themselves are something of a question mark because of their own injuries and ailments. They were missing their entire offensive backfield the other night in beating the Broncos. Still found a way to do it, thanks to a really, really good offensive line. But are they that good? I don't know. Are the Ravens that good? I don't know. How about the Bengals? Well, that would certainly be bucking history. The Steelers? Hmm. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from... Nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format is what would work best for you. Learn more about all of this at pointpark.edu. As ever, the best approach anyone can take in trying to assess something that involves four teams 200-plus players, and all kinds of other variables, not least of which is the schedule, who has what bye week, who has to travel where, is to look inward. The Steelers themselves, and I don't think anybody at any level of the organization would doubt or dispute this, have a lot more to give than what they've given. I'm not talking about effort here. I'm talking about excellence. I don't think we've seen the best that we can see, even at age 39, from Ben Roethlisberger. I think he can get better. I think there are signs with each passing week that he's getting a little bit better. And let's remember that Ben's notoriously been a slow starter, not just within games, but also within seasons. He's had to do some learning as well, including on the fly. I don't think there's any question that the wide receivers can get better. 
I don't know how much better Deontay Johnson can get, but I know that Chase Claypool's got a heck of a lot higher ceiling than where he's standing right now. I know that Pat Fryermuth can get better. I know that he can become a significantly bigger component to this offense. The offensive line, I guess a cynic would say, can only get better, but we have seen now three consecutive weeks of progress. Half of the schedule that's been played to date. Three consecutive weeks of progress beginning quietly under the surface in Green Bay. And then the two games that followed against the Broncos and Seahawks. They can get better. Defensively, they can just get healthier, you know? I mean, this isn't a matter of saying, uh, you know, Stefan Tuitt's really got a lot of room to improve as a player. No, he just needs to get on the field. Just needs to get on the field. Tyson Alualu doesn't have a lot of room to improve as a player. He just needs to get on the field. If both of these guys are on the field, it's like that, a different defense. I have not heard that either of these players will be out for some exceptionally long term. So you would hope that that gets solved sooner rather than later. You hope that any and all of the members of the groin gang will learn how to stretch and hydrate and not have groin issues. You can hope that Devin Bush gets better. I'm not holding that same hope for Joe Schobert. He's not at that stage of his career. But you'd like to think that all of the scouts and executives and everybody else who recommended that the Steelers trade up to the number 10 overall spot to get Bush would have seen something. And there's more in there than what's been visible through these six games. How about Alex Highsmith? How about Alex Highsmith? How about the breakout that he had in the game against Seattle? He was an impact player over there. Overall, Highsmith's been a better player in Pittsburgh than Bud Dupree's been in Nashville, although Bud did finally get that first sack yesterday. The secondary? Well, (laughs) not to lay everything on Minka, but this is a player who's got a resume loaded with takeaways. And one would hope, if not outright expect, that he'll start getting those again. And if he does, and if Joe Hayden does, and if Cam Sutton does, I'm not throwing in Terrell Edmonds. He doesn't get takeaways. But if these other three guys get takeaways, and that starts becoming part of the vibe of this football team, then it's got a whole different feel. So the defense has a higher bar as well. The Steelers aren't what their record shows them to be, or at least they don't have to be that. And I don't know that they need to go soaring above the division to win it, given the fact that every single one of these matchups now, every one of them, even with the Cincinnati's and the Cleveland's, is going to be unpredictable. When we come back, just one question.
Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp and or medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG pride themselves in doing what they say they're going to do. When they make you a promise, they keep that promise. And they've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who says, So the Steelers' three losses are to the Packers, who are 6-1, and one, the Bengals, who are 5-2, and two, and the Raiders, who are 5-2. and two. Are the Steelers not nearly as bad as we thought? If the offense keeps improving and they get to it and get healthy, could they make a playoff run? I, in the opening segment, Mike, I kind of went, as you heard, inward. I, I'm looking more at the Steelers from what they see in the mirror than what it is that they're doing to measure up against either the teams in their own division or the opponents that they faced. I see what you're saying. I'm not necessarily there, and I can appreciate that they've lost to three apparently good or certainly better than average teams to date. I also can appreciate that they beat the Bills, which does still count as much as people want to dump on it now after the fact. And they also beat two teams in the Broncos and Seahawks that are each a game under 500. So neither of them is some kind of gimme either. So, yeah, you can make the schedule argument that you're making. You can make the quality of the opponent argument that you're making. I am way more in tune with the second part of your question, which is if the offense keeps improving and they get stuff onto it and they all get healthy could they that's the bigger thing i i don't look at what the steelers did in let's let's pick one of these out how about green bay where the offense was just just awful i don't i don't look at the green bay game and think boy the offense really struggled here because the packers are so good <laughs> do you see what i'm saying i i I looked at that and thought, wow, the offense just stinks. And I'm sure the Packers had something to do with that. But that won't stop me from prioritizing in my own head that the Steelers' offense stunk in that game. And the Steelers' offense can do better than what we saw on that day against that opponent. To me, the ultimate example of that goes back to last season in Cincinnati when the Bengals had just no players. Remember that? No Burrow, no nothing. Their defense was an absolute catastrophe. And with Bennett quarterback, the offense couldn't move the ball even two yards. On that day, the Steelers could have played anyone and had that same performance because of who they were and how they were playing at the time. I see so much more value in just studying what it is that the team you follow does. And I do see signs 
over these past three weeks. I referenced that in relation to the offensive line, but I see it across the board on the offense. Yeah, there was a setback, a little bit of a setback against the Seahawks, and that could partially be attributed to Juju Smith-Schuster being out and not utilizing James Washington enough for all kinds of goofy hardly plausible reasons, which I guess is a subject for another day. But also that Chase Claypool was a big letdown. Is being a big letdown Chase's default? I don't know. We'll find out. But the offense overall could be a lot better than it was that day. This football team, in almost every way, can be a lot better than it's been. Did you catch the almost? That's my nod to Chris Boswell, baby. Right there. That's the that's the nod to Boz right there. He can't get any better than he already is. All the rest of the guys, the other 52 on the roster, all of them can get better. Oh, my goodness. Uh, this was way too much fun. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and let's do another one tomorrow.